This is Illinois in Focus, powered by thecentersquare.com. I'm Greg Bishop. Coming up, we'll look ahead to what the governor could sign into law next week and get commentary from the Center Square publisher Chris Krug and executive editor Dan McCaleb about summer driving season, new texting penalties and enforcement techniques, whether the balanced budget's really balanced, and gambling expansion. That's ahead with Illinois in Focus, powered by thecentersquare.com. I'm Greg Bishop. Hi, this is Chris Krug, publisher of The Center Square. Our team produces the nationally read and recognized news stories at thecentersquare.com, the country's fastest growing, nonprofit, nonpartisan, state focused news and information site. We deliver essential Illinois news and information with a taxpayer sensibility through reporting that's easy to understand and easy to share with your friends and family. We know that you want to get a quick update on what's happening at the state capitol in Springfield and across the state. Our team writes short, impactful stories that help all Illinoisans understand what's going on in their home state. We know that you need information that allows you to understand what the governor and your local legislators are doing. Our team covers government and the activity of elected officials so you can make sense of how their activity affects you and your family and your future here in Illinois. We know Illinois because we live in Illinois. Get the news that you need to know at thecentersquare.com. That's thecentersquare.com, thecentersquare.com. This is Illinois in Focus, powered by thecentersquare.com. I'm Greg Bishop. Here are some of the top stories from the past week. Illinois' $136 billion unfunded pension liability is projected to increase in the years ahead, even if the state makes its statutorily required payments. A pension buyout plan has been extended, but end-of-career pension spiking thresholds were increased. During a fireside chat this week, Governor J.B. Pritzker said the buyout plan former Governor Bruce Rauner implemented was good, but it was too short. The state extended the buyout program from three years to six years. So that people can uh, make that choice earlier. uh, And I think that's going to, you know, make some of the dent that we need to make in our pension system Republican State Representative Mark Batnick agreed, but said lawmakers shouldn't have increased the end-of-career salary cap from 3% to 6% as part of the budget that begins July 1st. The idea of somebody making $400,000 getting their pension spiked by 6% the last four years, and then the cost of that being borne by the state and not by the local school district is absurd. Batnick said there should also be a moratorium on any new legislation that could increase the state's pension liability. On those current buyouts, some accelerated pension payments for inactive teachers' retirement system members are expected to begin later this year. That's according to TRS. So far, TRS says it's verified buyouts for 30 Tier 1 members for a total of nearly $2.8 million. The state's largest pension fund has $78 billion in unfunded pension liability, meaning it's only 40% funded. Meanwhile, at that fireside chat, Pritzker also signaled support for consolidating the more than 630 local police and fire public safety pension funds. He said those hundreds of funds are missing out on increased investment returns. Best practices to have one pool of assets from which you're investing uh, collectively. You can get into much better investment vehicles and do better. Batnick said. That the issue goes hand-in-hand hand with Illinois' second-highest-in-the-nation property taxes. The increased cost at the local level for local pensions dramatically increases property taxes. 
So um, if you're going to attract businesses, if you're going to grow the economy, if you're going to stop bleeding people out of the state, you need to attack from all angles. Badnick said consolidation of local police and fire pension funds is much more realistic than trying to amend the state constitution's pension protection clause to reduce owed benefits. Illinois lost jobs over the month, and its unemployment rate was unchanged to 4.4%, which remains above the national average. But state employment officials say the three-month average payroll is up. The Illinois Department of Employment Security said the three-month average was 3,300 jobs, with the most gained in leisure and hospitality. Meanwhile, the governor says that he's trying to make up for any lost time in getting the state ready for next year's 2020 census. Benjamin Yacht explains. The census is more than just a count of everyone who lives in the United States. Billions of dollars in money for roads, schools, and health care is on the line, not to mention the number of congressmen that Illinois can send to Washington, D.C. The governor says the state's behind in getting ready for the census and in jeopardy of losing out. Our representation in the United States House of Representatives is on the line. Illinois has lost six congressional seats since 1960, and there are experts who predict that we will lose one or even two after the 2020 census. Pritzker signed an executive order that will create a census department and a census advisory board to focus on the count. Pritzker says Illinois needs to make sure to count everyone, and he means everyone, because there's a lot riding on next year's census. Census data is used to determine how federal funding is divided up among states for vital services like health care, road construction, and education. So billions of dollars in federal funding are on the line. The stakes could not be higher. The census will also decide how many congressmen Illinois will have. The state could lose as many as two seats. The governor signed an executive order to create a department and an advisory board for the census. He also says the new state budget has $29 million to help with count. I'm Benjamin Yacht. As Illinois takes steps to ensure its citizens are being counted in the upcoming census, there's another population issue the state officials cannot control. Fewer babies. Cole Lauterbach has that story. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention released a report in May showing the national birth rate has reached its lowest point in 32 years. WirePoint's founder Mark Lennon says Illinois, already seeing five consecutive years of population losses, is even worse. It's not just a matter of people moving out, which kind of gets all the attention. It's also a matter of people not moving in. And finally, we are worse than the national average on internal growth, uh, the number of births. Per person. Glennon says fewer babies being born typically follows a poor economy because families are often more hesitant to commit to that cost. Illinois was 12th in the nation in babies born per capita in 2001. In 2018, the state was 30th. Glennon says this could exasperate Illinois' population declines. We've been behind the national average on internal birth rates, and we've got a major problem to deal with on population decline. He says this means less federal dollars in representation. So the, you know, the overall population goes into other formulas where we're measured in terms of how much we should be getting on different uh, types of federal aid, school assistance and the rest. So the state announced it would spend $29 million to ensure all residents were properly counted. I'm Cole Lauterbach. As Governor J.B. Pritzker considers signing a bill that would expand gambling in Illinois, a professional odds maker says the sports betting legislation is bad for consumers and good for gambling industry insiders. The legislation, which Pritzker is expected to sign, increases the number of casinos, nearly doubles the number of video gaming positions, allows table games at horse racing tracks, and legalizes sports betting. James Murphy, an odds maker with CasinoInsider.com, said the revenue being earmarked for infrastructure isn't the main concern. 
the $64,000 question is, will it really go to infrastructure? Or will it go to administration? Will it go to this or that? Murphy's chief concern is the level of taxation he said is high, but not the highest, and the lack of competition for online sports betting. He said offshore bookies will still be accepting Illinois gamblers, despite what policymakers have done in Illinois. They think that for some reason players are just going to abandon them and uh, that they don't have to do anything to earn their business, and they're going to discover that's not the case. Murphy said sports betting legislation should be about consumer choice protection, but he said it's instead about cronyism and protection for already existing gambling interests in the state. I really don't understand the reasoning behind keeping, quote-unquote, online-only providers out of the state for 18 months. Murphy said the high-priced licensing fees will also keep competition away. With less competition, he said sports bettors may stick with the bookie, legal or not, and has the best price. And uh, that gives me zero incentive to uh, give up my offshore sports betting accounts because I would like to have multiple lives. Sponsor of the gambling measure, State Representative Bob Rita, said it would allow for three master licenses after 18 months, but the brick-and-mortar places that set up online options could still continue, meaning there would be more than only three online platforms for sports betting. Regardless, Murphy said the tax rates may still keep bettors going to the offshore illegal sports books. Legislation, expanding gambling, also increases the cigarette tax by a dollar a pack. It's unclear when the governor will act on the bill, which is now on his desk. Meanwhile, the governor could soon consider a bill designed to encourage diversity on corporate boards of publicly traded companies. But the version that lawmakers approved was stripped of diversity requirements and six-figure penalties. House Bill 3394 would require Illinois-based publicly traded companies to report the race and gender of its board members. Some question how a company could legally ask someone about their race or gender in order to report on it. Illinois' laws for distracted driving are being reclassified, so that texting behind the wheel will carry a heavier penalty starting next month. Cole Lauterbach has that story. Beginning July 1st, distracted driving will be treated as a moving violation, meaning that it will still carry the same $75 fine for the first offense, but it will also go toward the state's three strikes rule that suspends a driver's license after three moving infractions within a year. Illinois State Police spokeswoman Mindy Carroll says the point of the change is to make people think twice before they look at that handheld device. It's not illegal to have a cell phone in your car, right? It's just illegal to operate it, so it's going to take that discipline. Contrary to a number of reports, the officer will still be able to let drivers off with a warning. It's There's nothing in there that says it's a mandatory. Um, you know, I, that will be the discretion of the officer. Carol says distracted driving has gotten much worse in recent years. Um, January 1st to June 19th, we've issued... 6,518 distracted driving violations. She says the best practice is to leave the phone out of reach and pull over if it's an emergency. You know, we're even telling people to shut your phone off while you're driving in the car. I'm Cole Lauterbach. And the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum in Springfield unveiled a Bible that once belonged to the 16th president. The Bible was a gift to Lincoln, but after his assassination, Mary Todd Lincoln gave it to a family friend. The book had been out of public view for 150 years until it was recently acquired by the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum. Those are the top stories of the week from Illinois. For more online, visit thecentersquare.com. Coming up for Illinois in Focus, commentary from the Center Square publisher Chris Krug and executive editor Dan McCaleb. 
This is Illinois in Focus, powered by thecentersquare.com. I'm Greg Bishop. Talk segment. I'm Chris Krug, publisher of the Center Square here in Illinois. I'll be joined again by the ubiquitous Dan McCaleb, executive editor. Dan, how are you? I'm looking up ubiquitous right now. Give me a second. I'm doing fine. Chris, how are you? Good. Don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt yourself. This is the time of the year where people have a tendency to hurt themselves because they're Having fun, letting down their guard a little bit. You know, we finally emerged from the uh, last six months of uh, snow, rain, ice, sleet, and hail, and it's uh, warming up here in Illinois and summer driving season. Um, this is not going to be a PSA for be a good driver behind the wheel. Uh, however, something that grinds your gears, people who text and drive as of July 1st, the police are going to be laying the law down on them a little bit harder. Tell me about that, my friend. Yeah, the legislature uh, during the recently completed session um, tightened tightened the laws on uh, distracted driving, um, which would include being on your phone for any number of reasons. Um, um, it's essentially, what it do, what the new law will do is make uh, treat each distra- distracted driving offense as a moving violation, meaning after. Um, uh, three violations, they can take your driver's license. Um, I don't know about you, Chris, but I'm, we, we drive a lot in the suburbs and whenever I'm out, um, it's almost every single time I see drivers still, despite um, despite all the, the campaigns out there, constantly on their phones. And, and you know, it's, it's quite disturbing. Well, I'll tell you, it's funny because, you know, before the advent of cell phones, you know, we, we were still suburban commuters and we were still doing suburban driving. And uh, I would see people in the morning eating bowls of cereal I would, uh, while they were driving, not sitting in the car while they were driving. I'd see people with books draped across the, the, uh, the, the cross member of their steering wheel. Um, people putting makeup on. That's another one of my f- favorites. Uh, mascara at 40 miles an hour. Really, I'm sure that really comes out great. Um, maybe if you're a pro, I, I don't know, but the, the bottom line is things happen so very quickly when you're behind the wheel, if you're doing anything that would distract you. And that would include allowing your children to give you grief in the car. So I have a steadfast rule that I will not take grief from my children while I'm driving because it's very important to me to pay attention. I was going to say that sounds like a personal problem there. Well, I think it is. I, I don't. I really don't need the Illinois legislature to fix my kids. Be quiet. Dad's trying to operate the vehicle problem, but I thought I would share that with you. 
and uh, and the Illinois uh, Radio Network and our podcasting audiences. Yeah, it's really sad that the government needs to legisl- legislate safe driving. But I mean, the fact is, when you get in a car and you're not 100% committed to driving safely, you're putting other people's lives in, in danger. Um, there's data out there that, that shows that distracted driving um, causes the vast majority of accidents. And so, I saw a statistic from the AAA Foundation that six out of every 10 accidents involving teenage drivers involved driver distraction, meaning being on your phone or <laughs> eating a egg McMuffin from McDonald's or what have you. Yeah. Just stop. It, yeah, yeah, plus it's dumb. I mean, how about the fact that it's just dumb? I mean, we're connected to our phones all day long. I have, I have an, I have an iPhone. This is not an ad for Apple. Whoever, if Apple would like to sponsor uh, our podcast or be part of our thing at the Illinois Radio Network, we welcome you. Um, but I mean, I get a report <clears throat> through my phone that tells me that you know I'm like, uh, I don't know, you spent six hours on your phone today, or you spent four hours on your phone today, or you spent eight hours on your phone today. I'm like. I don't want to spend that much time on my phone. I mean, and, and I think so it's this, as much as this is about driving and being distracted and driving, just put your phone down. God, yeah, stay off oh. my lawn too. Yeah. Let's, let's get, let's get it on. So something maybe is, um, as, uh, I guess the word would be, uh, to, to, to reach deep into the dictionary as screwy <laughs> as, uh, as, um, as distracted driving, uh, would be the notion that we have a balanced budget in the state of Illinois. Um, very, very different subject matter. Uh, distracted legislating. I don't know if they could start to find that. That'd be funny. Um, that, I would appreciate that because clearly, you know, they, 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 they jam through Democrats, you know, Democrat majority, super majority, superhero, super califragilistic, expialidocious, whatever. They stuck this budget to the Illinois taxpayers uh, in the 11th hour um, with items that had never been seen before and really didn't take anything away. I mean, truly, there's there's no deletions. It's all addition. This is addition by addition. And, uh, And then set it balanced. And you got Republican Bill Brady out, you know, in public last week saying, oh, yeah, it's probably the most balanced budget I've ever seen. How in the world can it be the most balanced budget that you've ever seen? That just doesn't make any sense. It's either balanced or it's not balanced. And we think based on the data that we've done and some of the other reading that we've done from other people who look into budgets, this is again not a balanced budget, and it's probably going to be a billion dollars plus off for like the I don't know. I think we've had one balanced budget since the year two thousand. It's it's bananas. It's another one of those annual games we get from from state government uh, uh, every year. The first couple of days of June, lawmakers tour the state, patting themselves on the back. We passed a balanced budget. And then when the independent experts have a chance to look at it, because they haven't had a chance to look at it um, when lawmakers are patting themselves on the back, because the details haven't been out there. So when, you know, a week later after the experts have had a chance to analyze the budget, it's, you know, not so fast. Uh, This is not a balanced budget by any means, not even close. Yeah, And and you mentioned uh, Senator Brady's uh, uh, comments this week. Uh, direct quote, I think it's as balanced as any budget we've seen in the last couple of decades. What does that mean? That's, that, that just makes me angry. 
I, I mean, because it's, it, and it, you know, the, the thing of it is, is it's, it, I, I, I think that a lot of people feel like th- that, you know, that this is, this is all the Democrats fault in the state of Illinois and largely because of the, the imbalance that we have in the house and in the Senate, the things that get done are Democrat led initiatives. I mean, it's just the way that the game is played in Springfield that you, if you're, if you're the King, you get to call those to the throne, right? So when Michael Madigan calls the bills that he wants to call, and he doesn't call the bills that he doesn't want to call, well, that's well, that's power, right? So, you know, but the Republicans that are just kind of playing along, and I, I mean, and are, are not pushing back, um, you know, why show up? Just don't go anymore. And, and, and certainly don't at the end of the session, you know, oh, shucks, you know, we did our best and, you know, blah, 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 blah people in Illinois who are who are paying for all this stuff they need a little bit more than that and this the most balanced budget that I've ever seen or whatever he said I mean I, I'm not I'm not attempting to I'm paraphrasing because at this point it doesn't matter what he said if you would even take the issue on in a, any way shape or form as if it was you know a better condition versus previous and it's still going to be off by a billion plus, just save it because the people in Illinois don't need to hear that. It's that's that it's ridiculous. And, and it, it, the worst thing about the, the this budget that's more than a billion dollars out of whack, unbalanced by more than a billion dollars, it's coming during one of the greatest economic booms of the past century. Um, so tax revenues up um, just because people are there's more people are employed, people are spending more of their money, um, etc. And there's a billion dollars in tax increases in this in this budget, and they still can't balance it. It's it's unreal. And we're now so you know it's, this is like the you know the Illinois debt clock. I mean we're now somewhere in the neighborhood of seven billion dollars past due on bills to be paid through the comptroller's office. You know I haven't heard a lot from Susanna Mendoza. You know who's going to come in and fix things? Um, you know, the, the, the person that, that nudged Leslie Munger aside, basically with her own campaign rhetoric, um, said she was going to come in and, and, and clean up. Maybe, maybe she's just dialed into the women's world cup. I mean, I know she's a big soccer fan. I mean, so I don't make, maybe she's just taking a break to, to catch up on the sport. It's, it's I'm sorry. It seems like every week during the rounder administration, she issued some new, uh, news release criticizing the governor for his spending policies or whatever. Governor Pritzker. Um, is spending more than any previous governor in the history of this state. And you're, you're right. Um, uh, she's distracted. Be nice. To, be nice to have her uh, have her on the case and, and, and uh, you know, to clean up what uh, supposedly needed to be cleaned up. But uh, but beyond that, you know, the, the pension, the pension obligation, which certainly extends beyond a given year, somewhere in the neighborhood now of 135 or 136 billion with a B, buh, 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 billion dollars um and uh you know the for the people in illinois that that are sticking in there and you know we're losing neighbors and we're losing friends and people are just saying i've had enough of this state i'm out of here for the people that are sticking around staying around to try to make this better it's not good news for them um i'm gonna try not to have a stroke as we talk about that because to be honest with you it, it, it really agitates me so uh, one of the magic bullets, sort of last topic, but of course, Dan, you know, 
I would love spending time talking to you so we could talk all day if you want. The, well, the, but the last thing that I had on, on, on our list of things that we wanted to talk about today was gambling expansion. So um, the idea here was if we expand gambling to sports wagering, that we would create a, a little bit of a boon. Was there anything else to that legislation that um, that we haven't previously talked about? Because there's a lot of things that happened at the end of session and they happened fast and furiously. And so now we're kind of like trying to distill just what exactly happened. Let's talk about just the expansion of gambling overall, and then let's talk about the ramifications, and then let's talk about who's going to get rich on this. Well, the legislation they passed, uh, you know, in the final hours of, of session, um, has to be the largest expansion of gambling in this since the state introduced um, gambling. Uh, however, many decades ago that was, um, it's going to allow for uh, casinos in Chicago. Um, in Waukegan, Rockford, Danville, and downstate Williamson County. Um, slot machines will be expanded to uh, horse race tracks casino and uh, casinos and track uh, casinos and tracks will be able to host sports betting. Um, it's it's just it, it far and away the largest expansion of gambling uh, since it, it was introduced in the state. And then there's the sports betting, um, which is, um, particularly the first 18 months, it's going to be, it's uh, sports betting will be allowed uh, in, in Illinois, but it's going to be extremely restrictive uh, for the first year and a half. It'll be tied to existing brick and mortar uh, casinos and horse tracks and whatnot. You have to go there to register to be able to bet online um, and then start betting online, not tied to these um, brick and mortar casinos. Um, uh, there'll, there'll only be three vendors allowed. Uh, and uh, it'll be expensive for those vendors. So it'll be exclusive, essentially, uh, to insiders. Yeah, so the winners got picked. Is, is that big? Can I summarize what you just said in the last 60 seconds and say then and the dot, 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 and the winners got picked? Right, yeah. So, you know, if you know somebody in the state of Illinois, you might have a, sh a shot, but, uh, uh, yeah, it's going to be exclusive to, 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 to folks who, who are already in. So my understanding, and, and, and I mean, and fact check me here, um, you know, on this, Illinois already had the most individual gaming positions, like uh, video poker machines and video slot machines um, in the United States, more than the state of Nevada. Does that sound right to you? I believe that the, that the Center Square had written about that at one point in time in, in the past. Correct me if I'm wrong. Well, I'm, I am going to have to fact, fact check you on that because I'm not certain, but I do know if we if we were even anywhere close to this that this that this gambling expansion will nearly double the amount of those positions um, in the state. So if we aren't already, we probably sure will be real soon. I mean, the reality of it is, and and and, and I'm not trying to create a you know create a story where there isn't one, but that that was my understanding. And I mean, and I, I think that it, it bears out in. Um, simply in, in anecdotal life that the, that everybody who would be listening to this uh, would most likely acknowledge. You cannot go into a restaurant or a bar or uh, past a strip plaza without seeing one of those uh, uh, gaming parlors that has some, you know, woman's name attached to it. Um, it's just the prevalence of, of gambling in Illinois already is high. I mean, um, so we're just gonna we're just gonna double that up. 
The only reason, I mean, here's the thing. I'm not a prude. I really don't care. If you want to go and, and put your money in a slot machine to amuse yourself, at least you're not texting while you're driving behind the wheel. Um, and, and that's fine, right? Okay, so in the, in the world of this better than that, that, that's totally fine. But the idea of driving revenue through what amounts to be sort of a regressive uh, approach, you know, where you're, you're, you're taxing somebody's sins or, or you're making some sort of, you know, gain on somebody else's proclivity to do something um, that's, you know, that, that, that technically really doesn't enhance anybody's life. Um, I think there's a certain amount of fatigue there. There's only so much tread on the tire. Where are we going to get these people to, to you know, the, the, this, this double up crowd, the twice as many people to go out and gamble? I mean, is it because I now have the opportunity to play a parlay card on a, on a, a, to bet a Chicago Bulls game, or I get to parlay the Chicago Blackhawks and then the Calgary Flames and the Edmonton Oilers? I really, I don't know that I can't already do that through some of the online betting services that exist. How are they going to, are they going to, is Illinois going to put this inside of a dome somehow, some way? I just don't, I just don't see it working because I, my understanding in particular with sports gaming is that the games aren't even going to be that interesting. They're not going to be that compelling to the people who actually do participate and have an interest in sports gambling. Yeah, you used, you used the term gambling fatigue, and I think that's, that, that's dead on. Uh, I think the revenue estimates um, that lawmakers throw out there are inflated. Um, I, because you can, you, you can already gamble in multiple different ways. I don't see um, the expansion um, uh, driving as much tax revenue as lawmakers are projecting. Um, but it, it, as you also said, it was an, it was inevitable. Um, this was going to happen with uh, Governor Pritzker and, and the Democratic uh, supermajorities in the House and the Senate. So you know we'll have to we'll have to see. Unfortunately, it also the gambling is very addictive to some segment of the uh, population, and there are going to be families that uh, that are big losers because of it. Well, I'll tell you, it's um, it, I don't think it necessarily fixes much of anything. I mean, and and you know the it's it, it's just like running a household budget. And people who I know who've worked in the legislature they argue with me and they say it's not like. That the state budget's not like running your home budget. To them, I say it is. <laughs> and I'm sorry that we disagree. But you cannot spend more than you bring in. And you cannot just say, well, we're going to bring in more next year because you don't know that you can. And Illinois has evidenced year after year after year, even as it has expanded its budgets, that it cannot get to the number on the revenue side. Even with the, the, the insane level of taxation, that's placed across properties, services, and, uh, you know, certain items that would be, uh, or or ideas or whatever you would call it, uh, endeavors that, uh, that would allow you to capture uh, revenue, things such as as gambling and and whatnot. So I'm just not feeling this gambling, this gambling revenue is in the, the fiscal 2020, this budget, this new revenue, it's in the 2020 budget that's imbalanced by about 1.3, $1.4 billion. So how can you add that revenue and still be, have a, a budget that's out of whack because you spend too much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, it's, um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not good. Um, Dan, I think we've run out of time. We've run out of real estate. Uh, I've run out of patience, not with you. 
Well, have a good weekend, Chris. Well, I'll do I'll do my very best. Uh, I'll have to wind myself down after thinking about all this stuff this morning. Uh, for Dan McCaleb, Dan, thanks again for joining us. For Dan McCaleb, this has uh, been Chris Krug. You've been listening to Illinois and Focus, the crosstalk segment. We just let it, we let it out, tell it like it is. Now to Greg Bishop to tell you about what's happening next week at the Center Square here in Illinois. Next week, Governor J.B. Pritzker could act on some major pieces of legislation on his desk. Among them are measures to double the state's gas tax, increase annual fees drivers have to pay, expand gambling to include more casinos, gaming positions, and sports betting, and an increase dollar-per-pack cigarette tax, all to fund a $40 billion infrastructure plan. Another big bill on his desk would legalize, regulate, and tax adult-use recreational cannabis in Illinois. We'll be there to bring you the very latest. This has been Illinois in Focus. For more Illinois stories and commentary online, visit thecentersquare.com. For the Center Square, Illinois, I'm Greg Bishop.